Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode 31, where we are going to do our very first Bloom Room confession session. Y'all, I'm about to share with you some things the Lord is working out in my life, the things that he is convicting me of, and the whole idea of the Bloom Room confession sessions that I want to share with you is so that you know you're not alone in this journey to become holy. And I think this process can sometimes be, um, it, it can, it can be for me, sometimes it's overwhelming because I think, you know, well, I want to do what's right. But then when the Lord shows me some things that I'm doing wrong, that, you know, I've, I've learned that it's, it's such a beautiful thing because that means he loves us so much. And listen, I always say that the Lord loves you just the way you are. He sent his son to die for you regardless of how good or bad or anything that you have ever done anything there is forgiveness but at the same time that the lord loves you just the way you are a lot of people say you know i'm enough well you're enough for god to love you just the way you are but god loves you way too much to leave you there way too much to leave you there and so the whole idea of these bloom room confessions is that one i offer something similar to women in their business, helping them find breakthrough. And oftentimes breakthrough comes from conviction. It comes from the Holy Spirit saying, hey, yeah, you're doing this wrong or or you're thinking this way, which is not correct. So let's remove that weed. Let's get that out of your garden so that you can make room and make a way for God to bring you to freedom, bring you to healing, bring you to living abundantly and living and flourishing into all he's created you to be. Listen, God sets us up for success. It's the enemy that sets us up for failure. And God wants to see us healed. And so James 5.16 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I love this verse because you know, sometimes we we hide in our sin and we hide and, and that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to live in shame. He wants us to think that God did not forget, but scripture also tells us that the Lord remembers our sin no more. It's as far as the East is from the West. Then why do we remember it? I feel there's something really powerful when we confess our sins to each other and then that we can pray for each other so that there can continue to be healing and a covering over us so that we are not tempted by the enemy. Listen, the enemy has been studying you your entire life, just like God knows everything about you. Well, the enemy doesn't know everything about you, but he lets, he knows what you let him see. And so he studies our behaviors, our tendencies, and he comes and he strikes in our weakest moments. 
But what an awesome thing it would be to have a sisterhood that confesses our sins to each other so that we can pray for each other. And the reason for that is so that we can be healed and whole and live the way that God had originally attended, intended for us to live, right? He didn't even want us to know about evil. We go back to the Garden of Eden. That's how the devil tempted Eve and said, you can, you could know more. You could know more than more and have more access to knowledge and information. Well, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God never intended for us to even know evil. And so part of confessing our sins and getting healing is so that we, that's not a part of who we are because we're made in the image and the likeness of, of God. So how, what better way to kick off this first uh, confession session to let you guys know what the Lord has recently convicted me of. And so I tell you what, this year has been wild, right? It's been absolutely wild, but I believe the Lord is doing a shaking and he is shaking the, he's shaking the church. He's shaking his children. He's shaking the vine and he wants all the dead things to come off. And as I see other people and they're shaking, you know, whether you read an article and you see that all, you know, it tells you something bad that somebody else did. Or for me right now, recently with, with the election and all that is going on in that space, I am really saddened by some of the things I see people saying and some of the things I see people commenting on and some of the things I see people standing for. I am not uh, passionate about politics, but I am passionate about God. And I know that biblically, we have to follow God's word. That's the whole destruction of the Israelites all throughout scripture when they didn't follow God's, what God wanted them to do. That is, that is everything. And I, I have been honestly easily very like, what is wrong with them? Are they not, you know, people who proclaim to be Christians? Some people who are very, I'm very close with. And, you know, I don't even know some of the things they think or they believe or they stand for or they stand against, whatever, until I see it online. And then I'm completely like, what is wrong with you? And I'm not going to lie. I've had a few moments that the Lord recently convicted me of that when I see these things and I see people liking things or cheering for things or posting things that I immediately am like, what, you know, I, I, my initial reaction is, gosh, you do not know God, which who am I to say that somebody doesn't know God? And let's, let's define two things here though. There's a difference between knowing who God is and knowing God and having an intimate relationship with him. Just think about a, a, a movie star, you know, these Hollywood people, you can know one of their names. You can follow them on social media. You can research about them, find out their age, their birthday, where they live, who they're married to, all the things. But are you having coffee with them? Are you being invited to their birthday party or their kids' birthday parties? Listen, two different things to know who someone is and to know someone. The same with God. There is a difference between knowing who God is and knowing and, and knowing him intimately. And I honestly, I have known God my whole life, but I have gone down this journey recently that I have known him on an in, in the last several years that I'm knowing him intimately, that I have a relationship with him like a father and a daughter with the, with you know my heavenly father I'm, I'm learning what that looks like 
and not like he's a tyrant, but a, but a heavenly father. He has, he has expectations of me as his daughter, but he gives me grace upon grace upon grace when I don't meet those expectations. And one of these things recently that he convicted me of was self-righteousness. That when I am seeing other people doing things or believing things or saying things that differ from my own beliefs, which of course I'm passionate about my own beliefs, that I have become and I have allowed myself to become a bit self-righteous. Let me, let me tell you the definition from the Webster, Merriam-Webster uh, dictionary. It says self-righteous is convinced of one's own righteousness, especially in contrast with the actions and belief of others. Narrow-mindedly moralistic. And the Lord showed me that as I was seeing these things and my heart, truly my heart was breaking. I don't think the, the, first, the initial reaction wasn't like, oh, they're stupid or, you know, oh gosh. It, the, my initial reaction was like, how on earth could you think like that? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then my heart broke and it was like, oh my gosh, do, do they know God? And do they know what God's word says? We don't get to pick and choose what the Bible says. We, and we don't, I, I don't always like what I read. Sometimes I put big question mark and put a big like, okay, got to talk with God about that because I'm not really sure if I'm understanding what that means. And I don't really know if I like what that means. But I know that I have to obey that to the best of my ability and pray that the Lord will convict me and show me where I need to make some changes. And all this to say that the Lord was like, girl, you are, I always say that, girl. Like, could you imagine God being like, girl? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day when I meet meet Jesus face to face, he might say to me, girl. Um, but he's like, hey, don't be, do, do not let other people's sin make you sin. Let me say that again. Do not let other people's sin make you sin. And in somebody else's, and, you know, I could think of a few people that I'm just still like, I don't understand how they, how they could stand for that or how they are applauding that or how they are saying those horrible things. Um, the Lord convicted me that I need to stand in the gap for them. That I need to pray for them. Pray that the Lord shows them truth. Pray that the Lord shows them how to love people. Pray that the Lord convicts their heart of not believing God's word and not living God's word. And in the meantime, I need all those things too, right? So then that's like when we know grace, we have to extend grace to people. And so in this season of tense social media, you know, all the things everybody wants, wants to share their opinions and their, and some of their convictions, right? I, I want to encourage you, don't let other people's sin make you sin. Don't let other people's sin make you become self-righteous in recognizing that they are on the wrong path, that they are, they are not obeying God's word. And so it's, it's a couple things. One, pray for their salvation because, again, there is a difference between knowing who God is and knowing God. There is a difference between knowing and, and going to church on a Sunday 
and living out what you learned Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And hopefully you're not just going to church on Sunday to get filled up and that's your tank, you're filling your tank on a Sunday. Hopefully you're in God's word every single day, letting the Holy Spirit tell you what you need. Listen, he has rocked my world. I used to be that Christian. A surface Christian is what I refer to it as. And I was that surface Christian where I would go to church on a Sunday, get filled up. And by Tuesday, Wednesday, I forgot. I mean, probably really by Monday, I forgot what the message was. It felt good. Felt good while I was there. Maybe even the Lord convicted me of something and I, you know, asked for forgiveness and thought, I'm not going to do that anymore. And, And Lord help me. But I forget about that by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And by Friday, I was planning my eat my weekends. I was going out. I was partying. I was drinking. I was doing things that I would not want my children to do. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Listen, we, we cannot be that kind of a church. We cannot be that kind of a Christian. God wants us to be hot or cold. It says, don't be lukewarm. He will spit out the lukewarm. He will spit out the middle ground. And so the Lord showed me that, hey, if they are believing those things, then it's either they have been deceived by the devil or they are denying who God is and his word and what it says. Maybe they don't know God. Maybe they knew, know who God is, but they don't intimately know God. And that the Holy Spirit is actually not inside of them to convict them of the sin that they have. I pray for conviction every day. And when I, before I read my Bible, I say, God, please show me any areas that are dirty. Show me any areas that I need to change. So I share this with you today because I recognize and God showed me the sin that was, I was sinning in, in, you know, Uh, a response to somebody else's sin. And I was becoming self-righteous and putting myself on a pedestal like, well, they don't think that way and they don't believe those things and they don't see or they don't know what God has said and so I'm better than they are. And the truth is, nope, I am a sinner just like them. And that is the beauty of God's love and kindness and mercy and gentleness that he said, hey, you, yourself, you know, they say that, that the woman who, uh, you know, whoever casts the first stone, whoever is blameless, cast the first stone. If you don't have any sin, cast the stone and kill, kill her. All the men went away who wanted to convict this woman and, and, and humiliate her for her promiscuity. And Jesus said, where are all the people? Is there anyone here to throw a stone at you? And she's like, no. He said, I forgive you too. I forgive you. Go and sin no more. And I'm so grateful that the Lord like put a stop sign up in front of me before I got too ahead of myself and him and puffed up myself. I am in awe of how the Lord has been convicting me and, and talking to me over the last you know few years. And it's not that he hasn't been talking to me before. It's just I wasn't listening and I wasn't really hearing him. And I wasn't even trying to. I, the noise of the world was outweighing his his voice. And I wasn't carving out space to actually hear his voice. But I want to encourage you today that if you see other people sinning and you see other people who are saying they are Christians and they are not behaving as one or who maybe, you know, 
you know, goes to church, but maybe, maybe they are not born again. Maybe they have not confessed their sins to the Lord. Maybe they have not invited him into their life and, 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 you know, had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe they have never had that. We got to be praying for them. We have to have empathy and love on them the way that Jesus loved on the woman who nobody was throwing stones at. So we can't come across as, you know, uh, you know, ah, we're going to in the, you know, there's, there's a difference between judging people and recognizing sin, right? I think, you know, the Bible is clear about judging others. The way you judge others is the way I will judge you. But we also, we can recognize sin in other people and make boundaries and pray for them. And, and all those things. But all that to say that when we see sin in other people, I want to encourage you to stand in the gap for them. Intercede on their behalf. And pray for one, their salvation, because maybe they don't know God. And two, pray that the Lord convicts them and that the Holy Spirit speaks to them to lead them to truth, to lead them to the light. So, there's my first confession <laughs> that I am so grateful for that God, God showed me. And I have been praying all year, even before this crazy, I think my prayer, I think it was before that, but it was God, give me eyes to see, give me ears to hear, and give me a heart to obey. And, and I just praise the Lord today that he gave me eyes to see where, hey, that's not right. But then he gave me the ears to hear his loving voice say, hey, just because they're not right doesn't mean that you are better than them or that you need to puff up and become self-righteous and that you need to think that, well, you know me better because you know my ways and, my, and you are following my word. But you need to stand in the gap for them. You need to pray for them. You need to be the light to them. And still love them, even in their sin, just like I love you in your sin. So I hope that uh, gives you some food for thought today. And uh, I can't wait to hear some of the breakthrough that God has for you on the other side of the breaking. Father, thank you. Thank you for convicting me of my self-righteousness. God, thank you for showing me that when I see other believers or other people in general living in sin, not following your word, not understanding your word, and not living the way that you want us to live. Father, help me not to be self-righteous and puff up. But God, thank you for showing me where I'm a mess. And Father, I pray that this message today um, convicts hearts in a way not to shame, but to bring them to freedom and that they would confess their sin to you. And you say that, God, break our hearts for what breaks yours. And God, you don't want your children uh, being self-righteous. And so I pray that any anyone who is listening to this, who has, uh, this is speaking to their heart, God, that, that you're convicting them in a way that you're giving them the solution for freedom and healing. And that you're giving them uh, the solution to, to break off the spirit of self-righteousness from them. And that you are bringing them into fullness of who you are and who, who you've created them to be. God, thank you 
thank you for this platform. Thank you for humbling me. And thank you for allowing me to share my mess and to turn it into a message. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.